Amen. Give Jesus some praise this morning. He is worthy of it all. Come on, you can do better than that. 9 a.m. did better than that. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is always worthy. Do me a favor. Give your neighbor a fist bump, pat on the back, a kiss on the cheek if it's appropriate. And then find your seat if you would. Only if it's appropriate. My name is Pastor Adam Harold. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, my beautiful wife, Tanya, and I have the privilege of leading this community that we call the Refuge Church together. Uh, her and I do it as a team. She is, uh, she's people, or she's task-oriented, um, people-oriented, and together we just make it work. And it's just an amazing thing to watch God, God work in us and through us. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us the day after Christmas you didn't make the 9 a.m., they got extra credit, but you guys made the 11 a.m., and we say thank you so much for being here. If you are new and you want to let us know that you are here, just we just want to know your story. We just want to know who you are. Um, we're not going to harass you. I'm going to send you a card in the mail probably next week because right after this service, I'm going on vacation, So, um, which... Some might say is earned. So, um, but um, if you want to, uh, you can uh, fill that card out um, that you can get at Guest Central. I didn't tell you that uh, as I was telling you I'm going on vacation. I'm a little excited about that. So, um, at Guest Services on your way out, it's the there's a wall with a feather. It looks beautiful. Doesn't this building look incredible? Yeah, give the people that did it a round of applause. It is so. So sweet to be in this building. Finally, I'm going to talk a little bit about that in just a little while. But um, you can get a card at guest services, fill it out. There's a basket there. Also on that card, there's a place for uh, prayer requests. If you have any prayer requests that you want our team to be praying for, um, you can just fill that prayer request out, um, that prayer request section out, and then put it in the box or the, the basket that it's in. Also, um, if you'd like to give to the Refuge Church, we don't believe in giving out of obligation. We don't even believe in giving out of um, just, just for charity. We believe in giving to God out of obedience because God tells us that where our treasure is, our heart is also. And so to show God that he has our hearts, he tells us that our treasure does that. And so um, if you would like to give to the Refuge Church, the black boxes on your way out are available to you. Just drop your gift um, in the box, or you can go to refugemain.church slash give, um, and you can uh, go to, to our website that way, or you can text 77296, and it will give you a prompt uh, to, tell you, to ask you how much you would like to give. Let's go to God in prayer as we begin our service. God, we love you so much. Um, we just come out of a season where we have celebrated the birth of your son, Jesus. And, uh, and really, we, we still are in that season. And so, God, we, we celebrate the name above all other names, Jesus. God, your word teaches us that uh, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, we're going to do everything that we can in our power to see that that happens um, on this side of heaven, 
before we get there. Father, I pray that you would help us to, um, to be used by you. Father, to tell others of your love, your kindness, your forgiveness of their sins. That righteousness is available through Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you so much for your word that we stand on. We will always stand on your word here at the refuge. Father, it's your word, not mine, not ours. So God, we trust you that you would continue to speak to our hearts and that we would be obedient to your word. We love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Are you guys awake this morning? Come on, give Jesus some praise. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had a lot of question. Um, we questioned ourselves in how we should uh, handle Sunday after Christmas, right? Like, like this is a, this is a unique service because it's Sunday after Christmas, and um, I know I, I've got I've got pastor friends that every year, the Sunday between Christmas and New Year's, they'll um, they'll cancel and um, and uh, give their team a break, which is which which people if you serve on our on our dream team. You're sitting there going, wow, that'd be nice <laughs> not to have a pastor that's a slave driver. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Um, but um, those, my, my pastor friends will take off the, that, that, that Sunday. But the way I look at it, and I'm not saying they're wrong, um, especially because my pastor <laughs> does this. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that this is a unique service. This is... Sunday number 52 out of 52 services in 2021. And so we only have 52 opportunities to do this. And we're coming out of a season where we had 15 months of not being able to physically gather. And so now we are, and now I was like, you know what, we're going to take this opportunity to physically gather because we haven't been able to do it for 15 months. And so I just want to make the most of our opportunity. And so we, we decided that we would go ahead. We want to start having opportunities, multiple opportunities for people to come to worship. And so I was like, you know what? I want to start to get in the flow of two services um, to, for the opportunities for the, um, f- because people like opportunities. Like, they like choices and when to worship. I, I said this in the first service. For 15 months, you got to to worship whenever you wanted to because all you did was have to click a button to push play and you could go to church anytime. And so um, we want we want to give more opportunities for for worship experiences. And so um, that's why we've gone to a two service model nine and eleven. And um, I just didn't want to miss this this last opportunity to close out 2021 and to prepare us for 2022. Um, and, and so this morning, my, my message is about um, looking at what God has done, but also preparing us for 2022. And I'm super excited for the, for the word that uh, God has given me for, for today. Um, also, when I prepared for, for this service, I had to think about next year. Next year, Christmas is on Sunday. And so, um, and then the, the next year after that, Chris, Christmas is on Monday, which means Christmas Eve is on Sunday. And so, um, 
trying to prepare for those nec- the next two years and what we're going to do, I thought today it was most appropriate to gather, and I'm so glad we did. And hopefully at the end of today's message, you will be glad that we did as well. Um, so as I was preparing for this message, um, I, I was thinking about, about 2022 and, um, and also about 2021. And about seven or eight years ago, Tanya and I were living in southern Illinois, and uh, Tanya was, was um, she was helping a friend with a business uh, where they made these, um, these stamped bracelets. And what they would do is they would take a hammer and they would take a tool and they would, they would stamp out in, these me- in, in this, this metal and they would attach the metal to a, le- a, a cuff. Or a, so they would take old belts and they would cut them up and they would um, make them look real nice and they would make these leather cuffs with these words on them. And so during that time, um, we, we fell in love with this concept of choosing a word for our year. You see, um, New Year's resolutions get convoluted, complicated. They're long. You got some of you. Some of you got five things you want to do this year, <laughs> like, um, and and so like you just get lost in it. And so, I, I found myself getting lost in resolutions. And so I decided that you know if we if I were to simplify it to one word, then um, I could maybe get a lot more done. And so uh, I started doing that, and if I'm honest with you, about three years I quit doing that too. Um, because, let's be honest, resolutions and, and even one word requires, require an extra amount of discipline. And so, and, and it's not that I don't have that extra amount of discipline, it's just that I've been kind of concentrated on building the church, right? And so, so what I've decided in the last couple of years is, is to really focus, get, get a one-word focus for our church. And what I really, what, what, I, what I came to this last year is instead of coming up with this, this idea, I want to come up with one word that I want to focus on for 2022 as a church. And maybe you want to try to find a word for yourself this year. Maybe you want to um, do, I'd encourage you as, as we approach 2022, in just a couple days, that you would start to ask yourself, what is it that I want different in my life for 2022? Are you with me? Yeah? Are you with me? So, so what, what word does, does God have for you? And so as 2021 was, was kind of winding down, I was looking at, at the past year, and, and I thought that God had given me an idea for our, like, so I learned this, this principle in my life that I thought that we would apply it to our church in 2022. But, but God said, no, Adam, that was, that was for you during 2021. But, but I, I want you to, to focus on, on one thing as a church. And, as I started thinking about that one thing, I started thinking about our vision. If you've, be, if you've come to the Refuge Church for any amount of time, you know that our vision for our church, our name for our church comes right out of the Scripture. In a specific chapter of the Bible, 
which is Psalm chapter 91. I've got this idea for, uh, for displaying Psalm 91 in our, in our common area that I cannot wait to post it. It's going to be, it's going to be beautiful. Like our, our, our common space is already beautiful, but it's going to bring some depth and some life to, um, to the, to the area. And it's going to explain in, in just a, a sign, it's going to explain why we have a feather for our logo. It's going to explain um, why our mission is never be overtaken. And so people can just look at that sign and, and see why the, the feather is there. Because the feather is from Psalm 91. The name refuge is from Psalm 91. The mission never be overtaken is from Psalm 91. And so um, we build our vision and everything that we do from Psalm chapter 91. And so... This morning, I want to look at Psalm 91, and I want, to, I want to give you a word for our year as a church. And maybe it might be the same word that you choose for your life. It's, that's okay. But maybe God will give you another word for your life for 2022. Psalm chapter 91, verse 1 says this. It says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for I will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and come from the deadly pe- that come from the desti- deadly pestilence. Verse four, he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the re- recompense. Of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the most high, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On, on their hands, they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and, and the adder. The young lion and the serpent will, you will trample underfoot because he holds fast to me in love. I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him. And honor him. With the long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, as I read, as I read Psalm 91 um, the other day, I was um, I was actually lying in bed. Uh, It was Wednesday night last week as I was preparing for for, as I had been pre- preparing for this message, um, I was laying in bed, and I just couldn't go to sleep. And 
And I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to roll over. I'm going to look at my phone. I don't ever do that when I'm trying to go to sleep uh, because I've, I've read things about looking at your phone late at night and then not being able to go to sleep because of it. So I try not to do that. But I rolled over, I looked at my phone, and I, and I, got, I opened up Psalm chapter 91 because God had told me that um, the vision for this year because I knew as I prepared for this sermon, I knew that I wanted to come up with a vision for 2022. And so um, I, I rolled over, I looked at my phone, and I read Psalm chapter 91. And there it was in verse 1. My word for the refuge for 2022. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. The word that God has given me for 2022 for the Refuge Church is the word abide. And if I'm 100% honest with you, I'm probably going to need some, uh, someone to remind me that this is our word. Because I'll probably forget. Maybe we'll display it somewhere. That, that we would see the word abide. And that abide would become our mission for 2022. Because the word abide has so much depth and so much meaning. Verse 1, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. So, I did some digging into Psalm chapter 91, which we've been digging in it for the last five years, right? So, so I did some more digging into Psalm 91, and specifically into verse 1. And what I discovered was... So the original, the original language that Psalms was written in was in the, in the language of Hebrew. And so um, just like in the, in the, so the Old Testament's written in Hebrew, the, the New Testament's written in Greek, Aramaic, and Latin. And so, um, so this is written in Hebrew. And um, when I did some digging at the original language, the word... The, the original word used for the word abide, which was translated in the version that I just read, which is the English Standard Version, it was translated abide, but the, the original word is the word loon. And, and what I find interesting is that I can actually say that Hebrew word, <laughs> right? It's not, a, it's not one that you have to hock a loogie when you say it, like, <laughs> you know, if you ever, if any, any Hebrew scholars out there, right? Sometimes you have to... <laughs> Like a loogie when you when you speak Hebrew, which I, I don't. But um, so so the word loon is easy to say. What does it mean? The word loon in English means to lodge or to cause rest. To lodge or to cause rest, and may it not get lost on us, church. That God has finally brought us to a building where we can set up shop and we can lodge in his presence. And now I want the refuge to know that now that we have a home, we will abide in him. Not in this building, but in him. And when we learn to abide in him, we will find rest. So the word abide, as I was thinking about abide, I couldn't help but to remember a, a verse that I learned as a child. 
John chapter uh, 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me, I will abide in him, and he will bear much fruit. I learned that as a child because uh, I was in a program called AWANA, which stands for Approved Workmen Are Not Ashamed. Tanya was involved with AWANA um, at her church. It was a great program for kids because it really taught us how to memorize Scripture. And if I can just confess this morning, I don't memorize Scripture enough. Now, as an adult, a lot of the Scriptures that I have memorized, I did it when I was a child. And so teach our kids to memorize Scripture because when they're older, it'll be useful to them. And so John 15, 5, abide. So I started looking at John chapter 15, which is um, Jesus speaking to the disciples. And he's talking about abiding in the vine. We're going to read it in verse 1, 1 through 11. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. I, I love that word vine dresser. Because vine, like we're going to talk about bearing fruit in just a moment, but the vine dresser is the one that puts the fruit on the vine. That's what it means to dress, right? So, verse 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as The branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. It has to be attached. The the, the branch has to be attached to the vine. Keep reading. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, I in him. And he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. For anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch that withers. And the branches all gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Like when you go to a bonfire, you don't throw branches that are alive in the, in the fire because, well, because they crackle and make noise and they don't burn as well. You throw dead branches in the fire. Keep reading. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done to you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So I want to talk to us about Jesus' words about abiding in Him for the rest of our time. I've got Five points, although I wrote it with five points in last service, I came up with a six. So you might get the six point. It depends on if you pay attention or not. I'm just kidding. Like a, like a school teacher, like, all right, class, I'm going to reward you if you just pay attention. Um, so I got five things for you. Number one, when you abide in Jesus, by the way, if, you're, um, if you want to follow along with all of today, today's notes, 
um, the YouVersion Bible app uh, is a great way to do that. The, on the screen, it'll tell you how to do it. Um, you go into YouVersion, go into events, and, um, and uh, select the Refuge Church. Or if you want to go to the church down the road today, you can select that church too. Uh, maybe you go to two for the price of one. I don't know. You get a BOGO today. Um, you go to another church and look at their sermon notes, and their pastors are probably better than mine anyway. So um, that's a joke. Man, a live, tight group on the day after Christmas. You're still, you're still uh, soaking in that prime rib from yesterday. That's what, that's what it is. Um, so number one, uh, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're not taking notes, you can write this down anyway. When we abide in Jesus, we will produce fruit. Number one. When we abide in Jesus, we will produce fruit. Now, that language is different, right? Like, like no one really talks about producing fruit. Like, we're not, we're not walking around talking about producing fruit. We're not even walking around and looking at apple trees and going, wow, that apple tree produces a lot of fruit. We, don't just, we, don't, we just don't talk that way. But apple trees produce apples. Orange trees produces pineapples. I'm just kidding. Orange trees produce oranges, Right? So trees produce fruit. We don't necessarily go around talking about producing fruit. But here Jesus says, when you abide in me, you will produce much fruit. As a believer in Jesus, how do we produce fruit? We produce other believers in Jesus. We produce disciples. We help people walk with Jesus and we help people abide in the vine. And so as we abide in him, we will produce fruit. But producing fruit requires something. And Jesus tells us what it, what it requires. He says it requires what? Branches that does not bear fruit, he prunes. And so if we don't produce fruit, he prunes us in order for us to eventually produce fruit. And I can't help but to observe over the last five years of the refuge on March 5th, 2022, we'll turn five years old as a, as a church. God knows that we've seen people come and go. We've seen people join our team and quit our team. And you know what God's done? He's pruned us. But I'm coming here today to tell you that as we abide in him, the pruning season is over, Refuge Church. That people will come and start to stay with us. People will come and abide with us as we abide in him because we'll bear fruit. The pruning season is over. I think, it, you know, don't, don't let it get lost on you that God is asking us to abide in him as we find a new building. The pruning season is over. For our church, people will come, people will stay, people will start to produce fruit in their lives. I believe that's what God wants for us, which means we better get our baskets ready. We better get our baskets ready because the fruit will be overflowing. And I hope that excites you. I can tell it does. The Bible says, that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers, workers. 
to help you reap a bountiful harvest. The fact of the matter is, is that we need people on our team to reap a harvest. We need people to join us, to abide with us as we abide in him so that we can reach this world for Jesus. Because this is a, is a message of hope and is a message that the world desperately needs. We are too weary to be without hope. I just talked about that on Christmas Eve. Hope is found in Christ, not in this world. So we must abide in him. Number one, as we abide in Jesus, we'll produce fruit. Number two, as we abide in him, he abides in us. I love that. As we abide in him, he abides in us. Verse four and five. Abide in me and I will in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither you can, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me, I in him. He it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. In case we haven't learned yet, we can't do this without Jesus. We have to cling to him who is our vine, who gives us life. The vine of the, of, of the plant brings life to the plant. And we try to live this life without Jesus and we're dead. You can't live it without him. You need him. And we need him. I can't help but to think as I, as I read... Um, He abides in us. I can't help but to think about people that may, um, people that may uh, live this life feeling like they're without God. Living this life feeling as if he doesn't hear their prayers. Feeling as if he's not there. Like, I believe him, but I don't really see him. You know what the problem is? It's abiding. We can't just come to church on Sunday and abide in him. Jesus is more than Sunday. He's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He doesn't take a holiday. He doesn't take a break. Neither should we. We have to abide in him. Every day of our lives I need him. Oh, I need him. Every hour I need him. We have to learn what it means to abide, to lodge, to set up shop with Jesus. Number three, when we abide in him, we can ask anything. Look at verse seven. If you abide in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. But notice what we have to do. We have to do our part. It says, and my words abide in you. Therefore, we have to do the work to memorize scripture so that we know how to ask. Sometimes, sometimes we pray and we don't know what to ask because we don't know his word. So we have to know his word so that we can pray and we can go to him. And we can ask anything in his name. I love to pray scripture. 
I told the first service, I feel like when I pray scripture, I back God into a corner a little bit. Because <laughs> the Bible says that his word will not return void. It means that, that means his word won't return false. It's always going to be true. So when I pray scripture, I say, I say to God, God, you say in your word that if... <laughs> You say in your word that if I abide in you and your words abide in me, that I can ask whatever I wish. But notice, he doesn't say, oh, and then he goes on and he says, and it will be done for you. But it's in, it's, it's, it's in his words. And sometimes what I've learned is that when I, met, when, I, when I pray scripture, sometimes I still don't get what I want. Why is that? It's because God's, Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the ways of the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So we have, when we, we have to take delight in him and the things that he does and he's always going to do what's best for us. The hard part is trusting that what's happening is what's best for us because it's his purpose and his plan for our lives. But we have to find delight in him. So I want to invite you to, um, some of you may be sitting there going, Pastor Adam, I don't know a whole lot of scripture. I don't even know if I could pray God's word. So there's a resource that we have available to us in, in any, on any smartphone. You can go to an app store, Google Play, Apple, whatever. And, and it's available. It's called the Pray First app. Pray first. And, and if apps aren't your thing and books are, we've got Pray First books at our guest services that we just give away for free. They're yours. And they're, Pray First is a, is a resource produced by a church in Alabama called Church of the Highlands that they've shared this with us and said, give it to your people. And so um, we put it in book form so that we could give it away. But it's, it's also available in the, in the app store now. And in the, in the Pray First book, it, te- it, it shows us ways that we can pray. It shows us ways that we can pray. And one of those ways is to pray scripture. I love the, um, I love the, the part, and, and this is also in, in the app, to pray the tabernacle prayer that walks you through the Old Testament tabernacle. And it teaches us and shows us that, that what a blessing it is that we don't have to go to the stations of the tabernacle anymore. And so um, the Pray First app is available. But coming up in January, January 9th through the 29th, mark your calendars. We have 21 days of prayer beginning. I believe that as we abide in him this year, that 21 days of prayer is going to transform our church. And if it transforms our church, transforms our church, it transforms our community. And if it transforms our community, it transforms our state. If it transforms our state, it transforms our nation. If it transforms our nation, it transforms the world. Because I believe that Jesus is coming back very soon. And that a revival is going to take place before he does. But if it's going to take place, it's going to take place first on our knees. And so we will pray. 
for 21 days of prayer. Every day, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m., we'll meet right here in this room. And then, and then on the, uh, 20, on the 27th of January, we're going to host um, a prayer day, national prayer day, with um, a group of churches across the country. But we wanna, we're going to invite every church, every pastor um, to come and, and pray together and petition God together. And, and so, so we need our team um, mobilized that day. So we're asking if, you, if you've got the freedom to, to, to come from work or if you've got the freedom to ask off for the, for the morning, it's, it's going to start at 10 a.m. Um, we're going to put together our team and, and we're going to be ready for, uh, for prayer day 2022 on, on the 27th. It's going to be a great event. So, number one, when we abide in Jesus, we produce fruit. Number two, he abides in us. Number three, we can ask anything. Number four, when we abide in him, God is glorified. When we abide in him, God is glorified. Look at verse eight. By this my father is glorified that you will bear fruit and so prove to be my disciples. We prove that we're his disciples when we bear fruit, when we produce other believers, when we show people that Jesus is the the way, the truth, and the life. When we show people that Jesus, when they make Jesus their refuge, they never have to be overwhelmed by the storms of life. We're bearing fruit and we're proving that God is there and we're make, giving him glory. I don't know about you, but I like to win. Anybody else like to win out there? I like to win. I like to get glory. But my life isn't to give me glory. My life is to give God glory. Therefore, I will do everything that I can to give him glory. And the way that I do that is I abide in him. Number five. When we abide in him, we love each other. We love each other. Another verse that I, uh, I memorized as a kid was 1 John 4, 7, 8. There was actually a little song that went along with it. I think a guy by the name either Salty or Patch the Pirate. Any, any, any uh, people that grew up in church uh, know who Salty or pa- Patch the Pirate was. Salty was spelled P-S-A-L-T-Y. Salty because of Psalm. Anyway, um, it, was, it was really cheesy. It was awesome. First um, John 4, 7, and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and love comes from God. Whoever loves God or loves, loves God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Love comes from God. 1 John 4, 7, and 8. We have to abide in him. So that we can bring value to loving each other. The world says they, that, 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 that love is the answer. When they say love is the answer, they don't even know it. But they're saying God is the answer. Because God is love. But we have to abide in him. And then when I was in the first service, I was reading... And, and, even now, I was reading this, and I was like, holy cow, there's a sixth point there that I missed when I was writing this message. And it's found in verse 11. 
These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Point number six, when we abide in him, our joy is full. Our joy is full. So, I don't know about you, but producing fruit, Jesus abiding in me, asking anything, asking God anything in his name, and it be done. Abiding in him, giving God glory. Abiding in him, loving each other, and abiding in him, finding joy in 2022. All those things sound like the best year of my life. But I must lodge in him. Not in a building. As a church, we're not gonna abide in the, we're not gonna abide in this building. We're gonna abide in Jesus. And he will transform our life. Do me a favor, favor, stand to your feet. We're gonna pray just a moment. I'm going to come down here. You know, I can't help but to think that for some of you in this room, maybe you've had a relationship with God that has kind of looked absent. Maybe you just kind of come to church on Sunday every once in a while. Maybe you just... uh, you just come on Sundays even. But God's just kind of there. He's just kind of there. You believe him. But he's just kind of an afterthought in your life. I can't help but to think that maybe today would be the day that you say, I'm tired of God being an afterthought in my life. And I want him to be the first thought of my life. You see, that's what abiding in him does. Trusting him. You know, during Christmas Eve service, I felt like God gave me a a visual of this moment that we're about to have right now. And it was a visual of someone coming to me and confronting me with truth in my life. Confronting me with truth in in our relationship. You see, this is a moment of confrontation with God. This right here. And I picture someone coming to my life saying, Adam, you've offended me. And in that moment of offense, I have a choice. I can either say I'm sorry, embrace them, and say, I'm sorry what I've done. I will change what I do. Or, or I can say, well, all right, and go on about my day. 
Now, if I just say, all right, and go about my day, guess what? Do I have a friend anymore? No. My relationship with that person is broken. But if I say to them, I'm sorry, I will do better, I will change my course, and I give them a hug... They'll say thank you, and our relationship will be restored. This is a moment of confrontation with God. And he's saying to you, come to me. Come into relationship with me. I want to be your savior. I want to be your Lord. I want you to abide in me. Do me a favor, right where you sit, close your eyes, bow your heads. And for this moment of confrontation, what do you do with it? Do you say, I'm sorry, God. I will do better. I will change my course. I admit that I've done wrong. Changing our course, that's what the Bible calls repentance. Every head bowed, every eye closed, with everyone looking down. How many of you would say, Pastor Adam, I need to do that this morning. I need to tell God I'm sorry, repent for my sins, and come into relationship with Him. Is there anyone like that, that would say, I need to do that for the first time. Anybody? Raise your hand. Thank you. I see that. Anybody else? I want to tell God I'm sorry. I need relationship with him. How many of you would say, Pastor Adam, I have a relationship, but I need to abide in him more. I need to to spend time with him. I need to lodge with him. I I need him to be my everything. He's just been my afterthought, but I'm tired of it. And I'm going to do my best to abide in him. Same sign. Would you open, would you just raise your hand? And say, Pastor Adam, I want to abide in him this year. Thank you. I see that. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. In a moment, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing a song. As we sing the song, my friend Dave's on my left. My friend Kim's on my right. If you need prayer this morning, come and see Kim or Dave, myself. I'll be right here. I'll be sitting on the front row, or I'll, I'll be right in the middle. We want to pray with you because the fact of the matter is, is we don't bide in him alone. We abide in him together. Father, we love you. Father, we thank you that we can abide in you. We thank you that Jesus loved us so much that he gave himself for us. So that we can have intimacy with you. 
Father, we will abide in you the best way that we know how. I pray that this year would be different because you are the vine. You're where we get our life from. And we'll begin to produce fruit. We love you so much. We thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. We're going to sing a song together.